Perhaps your morning started like this. You picked up your phone to turn off the alarm. As usual, the phone was charging by the side of your bed. Before you got up, before you made coffee or breakfast or brushed your teeth, the outside world had pressed in on you via your device. Maybe something in the news, an email from work, a message from a friend changed your mood. Maybe from relaxed and neutral to anxious, agitated, or angry. Perhaps you lost track of time, going down internet rabbit holes until you didn't have enough time for the more leisurely breakfast you'd hoped to have or the morning exercise you planned to take. Once again, your device hijacked the start of your day. I'm Elaine Casket with This Is Your Life on Tech, a Monday micro podcast to help you live better and more mindfully with, through, and alongside all that technology. Control is a big theme in the digital age. Feeling out of control, feeling like your device is controlling you, trying to use your device to be in more control. If you're feeling out of control in your relationship with technology, here's something that helps me. You might know the name Stephen Covey, who wrote The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. In that book, he sketched out an extremely useful bullseye-shaped model. Imagine that bullseye now, three concentric circles. In the very middle is the circle of control. That's made up of your behaviors, your actions, and how you choose to respond to the situations and people beyond your control. Side note here, you often might get yourself into a pickle by overestimating what falls into the circle of control. Ultimately, you cannot control all elements of most situations you find yourself in and you cannot control many of your thoughts and feelings. You can only control your responses to them. The next level out on the bullseye is the circle of influence. In that layer are all the things you have indirect control over. You can't determine what other people are going to do, but if you're in direct interaction with them, you can have an influence on them through your own behaviors and choices. You can't transform a situation alone, but you can have an impact. So in the circle of influence, you can change your habits, your behavior, your methods of influence, or your attitude. And finally, the outside circle is the circle of concern. The circle of concern is also a circle of no control, and it has a lot of capacity because there is so much and so many people that we don't have any control or influence over. Included in your zone of concern are the past, the future, and virtually all of the events in your news stream, the behavior and lives of millions of people on social media. We spend a lot of time being concerned about this no control circle of concern, making ourselves feel helpless and overwhelmed. Our devices are often a portal leading straight into that circle of concern, which is a space that's totally rife with stuff we can't change, and which therefore massively affects our mood and sense of agency if we're focusing a lot of our attention there. For me, the most powerful reason why I need to institute a gadget-free morning, it's about this. 
That seamless transition between turning off my alarm and whatever I end up seeing on my phone in the morning is a problem for me. Yeah, I might be able to choose how I respond to the thoughts and feelings my mind serves me, but when the environment on my phone gives me so many thoughts and feelings first thing in the morning before I've properly woken up, most of the triggers for those emotions and cognitions sit solidly in that out-of-control zone of concern. And it's a lot to marshal my inner resources to contend with all of that. It's a lot to expect anyone to be Teflon to all that. Maybe a no-gadget bedroom isn't practical or right for you. You might be listening to meditation apps on that phone in the evening or in the morning. It might be your only alarm clock. You might use it for a reason that's helpful to you, like doing journaling or morning pages, messaging an absent partner to connect with them and say good morning, or using it to set your intentions for the day in a way that's really helpful for you. If none of that's the case, Maybe your phone doesn't need to be charging there. But if it has to be there, you can prepare your digital environment so those rabbit holes don't open up. You can disable problematic mood and thought hijacking apps so that they only wake up at a later time in the morning, after you've had the chance to prioritize starting your day outright, whatever that looks like for you. Peace, contemplation, a proper breakfast, fresh air, exercise, necessary tasks, or interaction with your family or your partner. And make sure you're not letting notifications stack up overnight to distract you down the wrong path in the morning. In other words, do everything you can to set up both your digital and your physical environment so that in the first minutes or even hours of a new day, you can focus your attention on the things you can control and steer well clear of the things you can't. Thanks for starting your week with This Is Your Life on Tech with me, Elaine Casket. Hope you listen in next Monday for another installment. And in the meantime, if you're enjoying this, please subscribe now, write a review or a recommendation. Let folks know what you think. It helps a lot. Until next week. <laughs>